Welcome to another episode of the Talking Shop Podcast. I am Josh at Grand Slam in Rock Hill with Michael at Medium Rare Cards. I think it's Cobb slash Jacobs in the background somewhere producing. Maybe, maybe not. He was. We are coming at you live tonight. This is not pre-recorded, so... Watch us live, interact with us. We're going to talk some shop, talk some new releases. Michael's going to give us the rundown of what's going to go on this episode. Yes. Thank you, Josh. Uh, as usual, we're going to start things with the opening rip. Talk about things hitting the shelves at Grand Slam this week. We're going to jump behind the counter, talk about some news and notes from the hobby, answer some listener questions, grab a couple cards from the vault and show those off and then wrap things up with crazy stat of the week. But first, Josh, the opening rip. I was at the Salisbury card show this weekend. I heard. I heard. It was for me. I didn't go. I, I went with a friend. I didn't, I wasn't setting up. I didn't have the full, the full setup going. I bought a, I brought a couple of graded cards and a box or two to, to see if I could just kill you just time. Mo- you there. just mooched off his table. I, I did. I, it was, I was guys. in full, full mooch mode um, <laughs> and saw a couple a uh, couple guys there, friends of the show. So uh, shout out to you guys that uh, stopped by the table and I stopped by your table. So um, good to see the guys. It'd been a while since I'd been to a card show. So, um, hey, uh, Avery, uh, yes, we decided to go live tonight. So We were going to record it, and we thought, you know what? Avery likes it live, so let's go Uh, live. So um, so while I was at the show, one of the cards that I brought was that one ring card I showed last week. It was like a PSA 10, one ring. It was just the base. Magic the Gathering, Lord of the Rings uh, right. collab, if you're not familiar with it. And I I don't know anything about Magic the Gathering. I thought it was cool. I got it graded, got a 10. I figured that there's a collector out there that may want that in a 10. And there were a couple, there were a couple tables there that had magic, right? And I hadn't told you the story, so I'm glad it's fresh. No. Yeah, this is news show. to me. Brought it to one table, and it was two dudes behind the table, and another, I guess they were a friend of the guys or whatever. Moocher. What's that? He he was also a mooch. Table moocher. And I showed him the card, and I was was like, hey, you guys may be interested in this. And this hasn't happened to me a lot, and I'm sort of a dude that I, I feel like I've got thick skin. Not as thick as yours. You you can you can take it. I can't. So I had to sort of hold hold bite my tongue. I didn't bite my tongue the way I should have. Um, I'll tell you that story um, off the record. But they sort of scoffed at me, like literally out loud, said, "Who would grade a card like this? It's just a base card." What douches? And yes. Basically, like threw it, threw it back in my face, like, you know, and I, I have never been on that side of things. I try to be as polite, even if somebody comes up to me and it's 
a card that in my brain I'm like, yikes. Um, yeah. But yeah, guys, don't do that. If somebody comes I up thought, to your table, go ahead. I thought you were going to say, I didn't think much about this card. I showed it off and someone offered me 200 bucks for it and I couldn't believe it. And I came home with a, a, a wad of cash. No, it was completely the opposite. The, that card, uh, here's was... what I'd say. This card has uh, a story behind it because, yes, the one of one of this card was the big $2 million bounty. This is not that, but it's that card in the unnumbered version. And, I mean, when you think of the Lord of the Rings Magic the Gathering collab, you think of that one card. So, yeah, yeah why I think it is dumb sometimes to get certain base cards you mean to tell me they've never seen someone get a card graded that might have like a might just be a favorite of someone's or i think they were just a little jealous or something like that i don't know what it was maybe i'm missing something maybe magic guys don't like cards graded because you can't i guess you can't play with them then i don't i don't know i don't i don't know if you're a magic person and you're watching this or listening to this and you're like yeah don't grade magic cards because well we, have you we, have we, you look have you looked on eBay and what that card goes for in a 10? I mean if it's a $80 card or something like that, $50 card, then I would say, yeah. well, there you go. I graded it because if I got a 10, I can sell it for 50 or 80 bucks. Yeah, I think raw it goes for 50 bucks. And so I was like, okay. So I was just shopping it around, but my goodness. This is a family-friendly uh, show. If it wasn't, I'd be calling you guys and having to bleep things out. But, yeah, that pissed me off a little bit. Anyway, yeah, that, that if you're setting sounds- up at a show and somebody comes up to you with a card and they're asking if you are interested in it, don't be a tail hole. I'm just well, put it that way. John uh, just stumbled into our stream and says, Hello, John. Thank you for stumbling in. We are... Hey, a podcast, a local card shop, and we just talk shop once a week. So welcome. Maybe you can subscribe or go back and watch some of the old ones if you want. We're just going to talk some shop a little bit. Um, Yeah, I have people literally every day bring things in and ask me if I'm interested in them. And I have a store to represent and I have a Google uh, rating I have to keep in mind, but I'm always kind to these people. And We've had some, uh, I won't name anyone specifically, but or any shops specifically, but I heard a couple stories at the Nashville card show of customers that went into one card shop were treated poorly and then went to another card shop. And they'd say there was one, the two card shops were about 30 minutes apart. And the one card shop was telling us how a guy and his daughter went into the card shop and uh, the owner of the shop who people know but i won't name um because he's kind of well known was ju- right. just he cusses like a sailor and he was cussing there in the shop with the, and the dude just kindly said to him hey you know i got my got my 10 year old daughter here would you mind you know not swearing in front of her something like that basically he was told to go kick rocks and so the uh, card shop that's 30 minutes away said this guy came over there and he spent a couple thousand dollars in the shop and they said he's come back um, probably once a week and doesn't spend less than a thousand and spends as much as two or three thousand regularly. And this is wow. someone that 
you know, they just gave them a poor, poor service. So yeah. we've had that happen when I, I don't think that's ever happened to us. We do have a, a bad Google review every now and again, and it's 99 times out of a hundred. It's people upset that we're not after, we're not interested in their eighties and nineties junk. And we try to tell them as nicely as possible, but right. But we've we've had some of those local stories where other card shops in the area have really scoffed at uh, people that bring cards in or scoffed at them or just not paid any attention to them. And and then we gain them as a customer and they spend lots of money. So I love stories like that. I tell you, there are a couple guys, a couple dealers at these shows, these local shows that I've recategorized them had bad experiences. I will be civil. I will be kind to them. I will be nice to them, but I will not spend a dime with them ever. Yeah. There's just too there's just too many other dealers that are super great people that I would rather interact with. So yeah. Anyway, that's that's my. So how was <laughs> the turnout at Salisbury, the Salisbury show? I... It was so James does a great job. Shout out to James. Um, he does a great job promoting it. Uh, it was at that mall. You'd been there before. Big room. I think there ended up being 250, between 250, 275 tables. Um, it wasn't, because of the amount of tables, I would say traffic was a little light, um, but steady. Like sometimes these card shows, it gets crazy for like a pop of like yeah. an hour. And then things empty out. I think it was steady the whole day. Just a nice steady stream. Uh, and if your cards were priced correctly, um, then you 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 were able to move some stuff. Again, even with basketball knocking on the door and Victor Wimbignana, um doing his thing, there just seems to be very little buzz around basketball. I think... It's it's going to be a while before that happens, but hey, that just means if you're a basketball collector, this is the this is the time to get in. So, um, but football still rules, uh, and then um, you know there was a lot of uh, a lot of people looking for shockingly enough, a lot of people looking for Bryce Harper. I think he's finally starting to get a little bit of hobby love. And had a couple people asking for Schwarbs. You got to be happy about that being a Schwarber guy. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like totally torn. I want, I want the Phillies and Schwarber to get a ring, but I'm like, the Diamondback story and Corbin Carroll and everything's good, probably uh, good, probably better for business. But I did sell a Bryce Harper rookie on Saturday out of the shop, so yeah. someone spotted one in the showcase and snagged it up. But there's been some interesting things. I don't know what your crazy stat is, but I've seen some crazy stats about Harper's career versus Trout's career. Mm. And they're a lot closer than people think. Uh, I think, um, you know, for a while there, Harper, uh, I think he just gets a bad rap just because he's super intense all the time. And maybe opposing fan bases, they always try to villainize somebody on the other team. And a guy like him, who tries really hard every play and is super intense and can come off abrasive. He's is a little easy polarizing. to make a, he's a little yeah, polarizing. He's, very, he's a lightning rod, right? And you love him when he's on your team and you hate him when he's playing against your team. Uh, but I think the hobby and the sport 
they're finally coming around that he's he's an all-timer i think i should Um, know this i should know this does he have a world series ring he does i think he won one with uh the nationals i believe if you know that for a fact we need jp in this chat someone let us know if harper has a ring because i love this would probably be a nice bump if uh, anthony (laughs) hard for trout to be intense when he's hurt all the time it's true hey he went 10 years without an injury give us give the guy a break (laughs) uh thanks for chiming in the golden boy acuna is the one and i love acuna when he's healthy he's dominant but yeah let's have him stay healthy for more than one season in a row before we crown him no kidding. All right, Josh, what's what's headed to the shelves uh, this week? Uh, it's uh, uh, The last few times, it's been sort of light, but uh, it seems like it's starting to open up as far as releases go. So I would still say it's light as far as, like, really hot products, staple hot products that everyone waits for. We're still in a little bit of a lull there. There are some products that come out this week. We'll have most all of these in the shop. Um Starting with Wednesday, we've got Flux Basketball. That was that set that started out in Chronicles and got its own its own line. So uh, not crazy price, and the cards look cool. And oh yeah, um, and it's a nice hobby product. So Flux Basketball is Wednesday. Origins WNBA is Wednesday. I uh, am going to price that on the aggressive side. So if this is something something that maybe y'all thought about dipping your toes in or checking out my price will be good um and then for the for the uh we got prism draft basketball that is wednesday as well uh tier one baseball that's probably the premiere of all of these products that's wednesday as well um and then friday leaf pop century decadence i won't have that friday i might but i'm i usually don't um that's one I could probably get if anyone wants one, but uh, not one we have many people asking about. But I know that's a cool product. Uh, you see a lot of those autographs and people showcases when you go to shows, and it's like, oh yeah, oh, where did you get that uh, John Stamos auto? <laughs> you know, right. it's, out of, it's out of products like that. Um, and then Tops Inception Overtime Elite Basketball. I think we have that coming as well. That's a Friday product um, for us. Another this product is on the horizon. We get to start selling it uh, Monday. This is the new Paradox Rift Pokemon set. Um, Here, put that put that back on the screen again so people know it, what the product looks like. It launches. It's Paradox Rift. It's uh, the newest Pokemon set. It launches like a week from today. Um, we get like a one. We're a sanctioned store, so we get like a one week head start to sell it before other non sanctioned stores or big box stores. And so last weekend we did pre-release. That's what these are, the pre-release kits. We did two pre-release tournaments last weekend. We're going to do two more this weekend. And then Monday we'll have the actual product for selling. So that'll be big. Um, Avery says Bryce Harper has not won a ring according to Google. So when the nationals won, I think Harper was gone. Soto was still there. That's right. He missed it by a year, I believe. Because he, yeah, he left and then they won and we're like, Oh, this doesn't make him look very good, but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. So Andrew. he could get a little more hobby love if the Phillies yeah. can do this this year. Um, um, back to uh, the products that are releasing. I think it's well timed 
I, and I don't know if this is on purpose, but for Leaf to come out with Pop Century on the heels of what I think was a successful Allen and Ginter release, uh, because Allen and Ginter has that um, that non-sport auto um, factor going for it. Uh, yep. It's a great way that product. You know, if you if you have somebody sort of on the fringes that's not a sports person, but you want to. Sh- share your love for the hobby that pop century product is a good way to get somebody into the hobby it's like yeah you don't have to be a you don't have to be a sports person to get into this hobby there's you know there are some leaf leaf pop century cards or the allen and ginter non-sports cards to where people can find an actor or actress or a pop culture person uh, and chase those cards too. So even like a Disney Lorcana, you know, you're into Disney characters. There's a there's a chase there as well. If we can ever get some of that product back in before the <laughs> second chapter launches. But speaking of that, wow, that's a professional professional segue to jump in behind the counter. Um, we this was sent to us um, in over the weekend. Did you see this? Let me share my screen. Um, let me share my screen. Uh, this is we're alone, you know. I think you I have know. to do this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think. Uh, Here we go. Look at this. Jacob has that... explosive diarrhea, and I think he had to go <laughs> to the bathroom. Just kidding, Jacob. Man. Um. This uh, uh Jacob shared this in the chat this weekend, but the Lorcana. This was the original set. So there was a set of seven given out at D23 last year. And uh, the PSA 10 set on the market. I don't know if this is closed yet, but my goodness, $30,000. $30,000 for Lorcana. And I, I ask this to, or I bring this up to ask you, Josh, is this if somebody brought this to the shop? They're like, "Hey, let me show you something," and you don't scoff at them like those other guys scoffed at me. I don't. You don't scoff at them. They brought this. Is this something that you or another shop your size? We're not talking about Burbank or these other big, big destination shops, but a a, a local card shop like yours. Is this something that a shop like yours would say? Yeah. Um, this is something we'll buy from you. Obviously, we got to make a little bit of money. Or is this something you're like, no, this is this is more of an eBay. An eBay. This is a let us consign this for you. It's a great call because you know there's not going to be any comps, and so that twenty nine nine you know is probably way more than what it would sell for, but it might not be either. It just takes the right person, and if this is a pop one for this set, this could mean something. The way this. This Lorcana set has, it's got some legs to it. I'm telling you, we uh, get call every day asking for if we've gotten more of it back in. Uh, we've been we've been talking to the distributor. We're a sanctioned Lorcana store, so after we sold out of the first one and a half waves, you know, we're waiting on us another wave, and we've been told it's coming. And maybe by the end of the month, we got about a week to go, but. Uh, we can't run tournaments. We can't do anything. We can't buy singles and resell them because there's just nobody's been able to get their hands on enough of it to open. 
and uh, we look forward to that time. I would love to, to deal in these cards, but uh, we just need more product out, and that's a good problem to have. They just didn't print enough of this, and the demand was really good. And so uh, Chapter 2 is set for like November 17th, I believe, something like that, 14th. Um, and we're going to have that chapter two on launch day. We'll have that product is already spoken for, but we would like another wave of chapter one before that hits. But yeah, without any comps like that, that's a, that's a consignment thing. We have a big eBay yeah. store. So, you know, if a customer's like, I'm having a hard time selling this, it might be because they just have a smaller eBay account or someone's not comfortable spending $25,000 on something like that, but consigning it through us is a way to go. Yeah. So Dave, uh, on that note, Dave, um, and hello, Dave, hadn't seen you around at any of the, the, the shows, missed you in Salisbury this weekend. Uh, he's asking, what is your consignment fee percentage? I'm possibly thinking about looking at selling my 2020 Jalen Hurts rainbow. Oh, well, it's easy. We just split the money right in half with you, Dave. Uh, it's 50, 50. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's typically like 10% after fees. We're, we're not, we're open. We, um, you know, we don't do a ton of consignment, but we've done some and it's usually on some of the higher priced items or collections like this, but, uh, yeah, I mean, what eBay is going to take 12 or 13% after all the fees from are taken care of maybe 10% to us. Sometimes we'll do a flat fee. We're like, look, if it sells for this, what we've got it listed for, We'll do whatever. So yeah, just come and talk to us. Uh, you've got, uh, we'll talk about potential card night over at the gym coming up. We're trying to pin down that date. Ooh, my phone just flashed. Um, the powers that be told me he will get back to me ASAP on that date. So we're trying to pin down November 18th over at the gym and stay tuned for that. But there you go, Dave, you could always uh, throw it out on your table or someone else's table and See if you get any offers that way. Let's do it. Absolutely. John, on the Allen, uh, Allen and Ginter note, John uh, just finished an Allen and Ginter 2023 Braves. I guess that's all the Braves. Uh, total 135 cards. That seems like a lot of Braves cards. I'm, John, I... that does seem like an abnormal amount of Braves cards. Was that a typo? Allen and Ginter 2023. Or is that the rainbow for all the Braves? Yeah, give us would some info love to on know. that. Yes, yeah, I would love to know that. Uh, and then, uh, you know, yes, a gym card. So love that. Love it. Oh, here's another story I wanted to, um, just because you're a card shop and we protect our own. Yeah, um, I saw this. So Boiling Springs, uh, out of Boiling Springs, that's in the Spartanburg, Green Greenville area. Um they had they were robbed this weekend so uh, and they posted this photo of the perpetrators uh i'm not going to show the video but the, if you go to the web their uh, facebook page uh, they do have a video of how it went, all went down uh there's just no room for this guys no room for this so if you recognize I, these folks shut them shut them down yeah. Yep. I guarantee you that box in his hand is a bunch of junk. He asked if they were interested in buying and then, yeah. and then he saw something juicy to steal. I think he stole a playbook hobby box or, or some yeah. more, but I, when y'all sent this in the chat, I was like, um, Oh, they're screwed. And, yeah. and Jacob was like, huh? 
I was like, well, I mean, you get this clear a picture out and the police yep. are after it. There's not a shot. This guy's going to get busted. So yeah. Hope let's it was get worth this it. guy pinched. Yeah. It. Yeah. Let's get this guy pinched. Let's get, let's stop this guys. Uh, yes. George, George is like, grr. Yes. Uh, there's no room for this guys. Yeah. No room the for good this news is, the good news is they always end up getting caught. Even the, even the guy that broke into our store, He's got, he apparently has been arrested and is in prison in Tennessee. This guy's going to get caught. That picture's too clear. The video's too clear. The, the hobby, the industry is too tight knit. I mean, you rip someone off in a bad trade and the tri state area will hear about it. So, yes. That's the, the only good news. He probably, I, I, have, I have no information of whether or not he's been caught or not, but I can assure you he will be. I hope so. We had uh, we had someone oh steal uh, what cards did they steal? Pokemon or I think this was a couple years ago's Magic the Gathering cards. And here's an example of how shops stick together. Um, stole cards from us, left, and we called the other game store here in Rock Hill. Just said, "Hey, heads up! If this dude stole some cards, if you see these cards X Y Z, just." And sure enough, he tried to sell them in there either later that day or the next day. And they called, um, you know, they killed some time. They called mall security to come over. And then mall security called the cops after they had gotten him and had him held there. And uh, he went to jail, didn't go to jail uh, because of the cars. He went to jail because they searched him and he had drugs on him. <laughs> so, he went to, so he went to jail for drugs. We joke around like that dude's probably in jail. And the other inmates are asking him what he's in jail for. And he has to say stealing <laughs> Pokemon cards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you're always reminded, right. right? You're always reminded most criminals, most crooks, most robbers. The only time they're really smart is like in a movie. Or on a television show. Most of the time, they're yeah. dumb as rocks. And so, or the really smart ones you don't know about because they're smart and they don't get caught. <laughs> you never hear about them. Um, all right. One last story, and hopefully, the, the audio comes through. So, um, shout out to Jacob finding all kinds of stuff for us to talk about. So, um, this guy here, let me put it, play the audio. And I'm a fan of poker, by the way. You probably don't know that. I've played a lot of Hold'em in my day. If there is no autumn, we will uh, we will just uh, narrate it. So as you can see, this is World Series of Poker tournament, yeah. and during one of the guy's turns, he's cracking boxes of Panini one and one. This is that super high end basketball. Yeah, I think they're like a thousand bucks a box or something like that, and. He hit a redemption card there. So in his first yeah. box, he had a, a patch auto. I couldn't make out who it was. Yeah, well, let's let it let's let it run through again. So he's asking folks if he could open a box of cards. Man, Panini one and one is you get two cards. One is kind yeah. of a, an add-on. That's the and one, and then this is the the one. It's usually it's always an autograph. Sometimes it's an RPA. So he had an RPA there. And these guys are like, look at the look. <laughs> what? And then he pulls out another box and says, hey, can I slice another uh, one open? So, you know, this goes, this goes opening cards. We've said it time and time again. Um, goes hand. Uh, this guy doesn't want any of those cards breathed <laughs> on. But I, 
opening cards goes hand in hand with gambling. So that does not surprise me at all that a person that likes to gamble, likes to play some cards, some high risk poker is also a gambler when it comes to open opening $1,000 two card boxes. Yeah. So before I, I go to the question that, that uh, I have for you and for the folks in the chat, I, I want to, John uh, gave, shed a little light on the 135, uh, all the base, the hot box filigree, all the minis, uh, except no Dang. number in Brooklyn back, all the relics and three odd. That's wow. Good on you, John. My question is, did you do this out of the packs or did you collate not a, this? Not a chance through, through eBay purchases or shows. I would love to, to, to get the breakdown of that. How many, how many did you have to go hunting for and how many did you pull? So um, I know at all the base, we know the hot box. So that'd be the foil versions of all the base. Yeah. What, what's filigree mean? Is that just it's got the, that? It's the, it's that decorative outline. Oh, yeah, 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 parallel? yeah. It's kind of a textured decorative, yeah. decorative textured outline. Yeah. eBay, 760 bucks. Good for you, John. John, I, I needless to say, John's a Braves fan, right? I would hope so. <laughs> I'm curious about, and three autos. There's only three Braves autos in that product. Let me guess. Acuna, Strider, and Albies. Before he answers, you tell us the answer, John. Absolutely. Well, while John is dropping that into the comments, and thank you, John, um, we got to talking before, and you sort of scolded me. I was like, why are we talking about this before we actually get on the podcast? But what are other, what are other events? Were there some downtime between turns? That would be appropriate to open a box of cards. Maybe not Panini one and one, but just a box of cards. And the reason why I thought of this is on our monster trek home from the national, we we look like complete degenerates because there must have been three hundred wrappers, card pack wrappers that fell out of the car when we would stop for gasoline. So obviously a road trip that was super fun. But what other events can you think of? Um that would be appropriate. This is a this is a bad answer because it's kind of obvious, but I tend to do this when I'm at a card show and it's a little lull and I'm bored just sitting there behind my table. I usually walk around and buy a hobby box of something with some packs so that right. I can sit and open packs while I do that. So I will say I've done that. Um, I joked around in the pregame and said, well, while you're getting a haircut, although it wouldn't work for me, but uh, one and one, the one and one wood product would work for you. It's just a quick like wax or quick yeah. shave or whatever. Um, I thought that if the weather was good, bring a box of, uh, I wouldn't want it to be a, a real high end box, but a nice box of cards, like a, like a tops update that's coming out. I think during a round of golf would be fun, right? Out there waiting on your turn, um, and, and open open up a pack, a uh, uh, a couple packs a hole. You could uh, you could gamble fun. those packs. Hey, furthest shot gets a pack, you know. That's or right. That's right. Closest to the team so, or the hole. I was thinking a uh, bowling would probably be another one to where you can bring a box of cards and between shots you can do that. 
Yeah. I'm usually um, eating between shots, but that's true. <laughs> little chicken grease uh, on a card always helps, top right? Golf, can, top golf would be great because you can actually... That would be... Hey, there it is. There it is. There it is. Because you can sit there at the table in the comfy chair, waiting your turn, because each turn takes like 10, 12 minutes. Yep. Yep. I just All right. It. There it is. Next card night. It's going to be George a top says, golf. Bachelor party. <laughs> okay, George. I mean, you're going to have yeah, to explain that, that one, buddy. I did a, I mean, some people probably know <laughs> this. We probably talked about it before. I did a birthday party break for a bunch of like 10 to 12 year old boys. The, the family paid me to come down, basically paid me by buying like a thousand dollars worth of hobby boxes. And I brought down, um, no, they supplied the TV. I brought down my laptop. I, I sat behind the TV hooked to the camera and the laptop and they all drew teams out of a hat. And so they had like out of the 12 kids, I think they each had three teams or something very similar to that. And then I opened up the packs on camera where they couldn't see me because I was just behind the TV and they're all watching it gathered around the big TV at their table, eating cake and you know, I'd pull a good card. Who's got the Broncos? And it was a good That's time. It was a awesome. I like idea. that. I like the top golf one. Now we just got to mash those two together. A top golf birthday break. Or Sounds what like if it's plan. not a birthday? What if, what if we like me, you, Jacob, whoever, what if we do a podcast break from top golf? And this open is, product while is, we've I think got... this needs to happen. This needs to happen. And we need to Paid bring a couple listeners. And, and, and we need to bring along a couple listeners of the podcast. I think that would be good. Let's let's make it happen before it gets too cold. What do you guys think? Let us know in the chat. Is that something that you guys would like to see happen and give some ideas about how we can we can make that happen? So we could um George says, I just wish I would do a break. <laughs> You're not wrong, George. <laughs> stay tuned. We've got some, uh, I know I've said stay tuned for about a year now, but, uh, oh, Avery wants to come. All right. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. what we need to do. We need to grab a couple of you guys to. Absolutely. I mean, Avery, you can sort the cards as we pull them. He'll be sitting <laughs> off the side sorting them. Oh my goodness. Avery's like, never mind. Never mind. I don't want to sort. I just want to be part of the break. Um, let me, let me. Uh, close the loop on this. So John, John did say that there were five autos uh, in the Braves in Alan and Ginter, and he is shy of Harris and Riley. Uh, good luck with finishing out that set. That is super yeah. cool. And Avery Anyone's is listening like, and they have uh, either a Michael Harris or Austin Riley autos. Reach out to John, help him complete absolutely. that. Was I right on the other three Albies Acuna and Strider, John? Let me know in the comments. Uh, um, let us know. All right. Let's, um, and thank you for uh, for chiming in, guys. Uh, we're going to move on. Um, let me. I hope Jacob's on. all right. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a crappy night. Uh, listener questions. Uh, and if you have a question you'd like for us to uh, answer live, uh, let us know. Drop it in the comments. So here's here's the first one. Uh, 
your experience, do you personally, who do you consider the top three running backs of all time? Is there a consensus on this within the card collecting community? Top three running backs of all time. I didn't give you the chance to prep for this, Josh, but I'm sure you have an opinion on this. Ooh, that is a great question. It's always fun to debate the goats. So the only problem here is that two of these guys had shortened careers. Um, Oh, weird. So John says Glavin, Grissom, and Max Fried Mm. for free. Um, Facebook user says Jim Brown. So yeah, like you're going to have the Walter Paytons, the Jim Browns. He's probably right with Jim Brown. George knew where I was going with Bo Jackson. Barry Sanders were the two I was thinking of. Um, unfortunately, Emmett's going to – Emmett just played so long and had yeah. that great offensive line. So, I mean, I think we got to – I don't want to take anything away from how good he was, but Barry, Bo, Jim, Peyton. Man, those are some good ones. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't I'd put him in the top 10, but Adrian Peterson. I watched the See, highlights where, of the game that he broke the single season rushing yeah. or the single game rushing record. I'm like, that dude was explosive. Yeah, he was all I mean, he was he was tough. I would I would say if you're gonna have Bo in there, then you gotta talk about Gale Sayers. Um you know, his his career was shortened um through knee, knee injuries and bows was shortened um you know a good comp i think for emmett smith is like you know cal ripkin right they just played for so long just put the time in never missed but you know as far as the hobby is concerned i think the one that stands out regardless is going to be jim brown right that's like I think that's a consensus number one. And yeah. then Walter the Payton. Other, and then Walter Payton, you know. Uh, there's Jim Brown, Walter Payton. But as far as the hobby's concerned, I mean, do those guys get the sort of love that goats are supposed to get with regards to the hobby? You know, uh yeah, I would say, I mean, Jim Brown's Jim Brown's rookie card in good condition is worth a lot of money. And Walter Payton's holds really good value again in really good condition. So yeah. all these are, these are all and Mackie and George. And uh, I think these are all honorable mentions. They're just, you could argue in the top 10, 12 of all time, LT and Gurley. And, you know, I mean, Frank Gore. Played I mean, forever. Right. Played forever, but that there's something to be said for that. I think what happens with the running back conversation is there, um, even more so with the quarterbacks. Um, I think there there has to be a winning element there, like a quarterback, like a Dan Marino who never won anything, but is considered like just a sheer great passer, um, just because of the numbers, but. Like, I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you the starting running backs of the last five Super Bowl champions. And if any of them are on track to becoming the greatest 
running back or in the in like the Mount Rushmore, the re, Mount Rushmore uh, running backs. I mean, where's where's Tony Dorsett in this? Like mm-hmm. he was a fantastic running back, right? I'm thinking back to when I was watching guys like Dorsett and and um, Roger Craig, uh, John Riggins. These guys. I mean, I think what goes against some of these great running backs is what's the, what's the average running back's career? It's something ridiculously short, right? It's like three and a half seasons, right? And so. More than likely, if you get guys like L, like Ladanian Tomlinson, Emmett, um, Adrian Peterson, guys that had careers that were more than a decade long, I mean, their numbers are going to be like they're going to separate themselves just from longevity. But yeah. I'm just thinking, for me, who would I enjoy collecting? It's for me, there's no it's it's Bo Jackson just because he played at Auburn, he played baseball as well. Um, you know, I have zero connection to Jim Brown. I, I certainly I know of his numbers and um, know of what he did outside of football, but like for me, a Jim Brown rookie card wouldn't do anything for me. Uh, it would so. do something for your bank account. It would, but I mean, Much I would. Much more you know. than a Bo Jackson one would, I can assure you. <laughs> Look at Derek dropping the dropping the stats. Jim Brown is the only player to have a, a, an average carry over five, an average over a hundred yards a game. That's that is um, that's yeah. strong. I think I that's think strong. I got to put my stamp on Jim Brown being the greatest of all time, but yeah. But as far as collectability, let's talk about collectability. I mean, is Jim Brown as collectible as any yeah. other running back in the history of? Uh, of yeah, no, cards? you're just. I think that's apples to oranges. They just he doesn't doesn't have as many cards. He played so long ago that his rookie card is worth a fortune, and it's right. because you know, and he only has the one, so it's not like you know. So there's that compared to guys nowadays, um, you know. Michael Jordan's a prime example, the greatest of all time. And the majority of his cards are in the nineties, you know, and outside of those super rare inserts, his cards are just not valuable. So, but depends on, do you like to collect? I mean, if a guy jumped into this hobby and said, I want to collect Michael Jordan, boy, you have a smorgasbord of cards to go after. You can go after his inserts. You can go after his cheap base stuff. You can, there's just, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds thousands of jordan cards to go after where if you're going to collect jim brown you know you've got a few to choose from and i guess you just chase and build up to the most uh valuable rookie you can get it um yeah so i mean that's that's hard to compare the two i I think let's jump back into the chat so the psa 10 yeah, PSA 10, Emmett, or any other, or Barry, or Bo, or any, won't hold a candle to a PSA Jim Brown, PSA 10 Jim Brown rookie. Oh, gosh. Is there even, I'd like to know what the what the pop on a PSA 10 Jim yeah. Brown rookie is. And my, people yeah. are going to say, well, duh, but my point is that, like, right. that you're just comparing two different things, unfortunately. Yeah. Now, it'd be cool to do, like, uh, running back collectability starting from the 80s till right. now. And that would be fair. Then you're comparing the LTs and the Emmets and the Berries and the Bows and the, you know, CJ2Ks and all those guys where their hobby 
cards are a little closer and Barry Sanders gets hobby love for sure. Yep. yep. Uh, Emmett well, gets a little bit. I'd say Barry gets a little more. Speaking of eras, another great segue. Gosh, you're, you're on point today, Josh. What is the importance of keeping cards from the same era together for grading? Is this a thing? Like, I'm, I'm thinking that this person's asking this based on submitting cards either through a group submitter or personally. So Josh, when you, obviously you're going to try to keep people's submissions together, but when you guys take a submission and let's just say you've get some vintage, you get some modern, you get basketball, you get football. Do you guys try to group those together or you just, you just submit them the way they come to you? So all customer cards will get submitted together, of course, but we do have to separate because of the way PSA requires them um, pre-modern and modern cards. So okay. anything 1980 and before has to be sent with only 1980 and before cards and 80 and after is modern stuff. So that's the only time we'll separate a customer's uh, cards. Uh, the only other time would be if someone wants these cards submitted the bulk rate, just regular card grading. And then they've got two cards where they want the autograph and the card graded. So dual grade, those will have to go on a separate submission number, but yeah, obviously we keep customer cards together. So they come back together and they're done at the same time. But yeah. What's the importance of keeping cards from the same era together for grading? Really? It's just to follow the guidelines that PSA has, you know, they, they want them going to the right spot. And so I heard someone, a customer tell me this past week that they had a vintage batch of cards at Beckett for grading and they had sat there forever. They called them and Beckett told them they only have five vintage graders. And so again, this is just hearsay. I didn't hear this straight from Beckett's mouth, but mm. if that's true, no wonder a no wonder that it takes a while and i've always said the vintage psa stuff takes a lot longer than the modern yeah. and i said there's just probably a lot more modern graders than they have vintage graders because they've got probably 75% to 25% modern cards coming in so they need all those graders so right psa's got a lot more than 5 i can assure you but how crazy is that if beckett only has 5 vintage graders at a time, that maybe. Is, yeah, that's crazy. Can't verify um, that, but it is. That's our crazy stat for the week. Oh, <laughs> Derek has a question for us. With Harper's postseason run right now, how is his market looking? So, Josh, you grabbed a mouse. I'm assuming you're looking. Uh, I was just looking at the current score. The Diamondbacks are up four to one. So, if they pull this off, the series tied, and we're crowning Harper a little early, but. Uh, <laughs> Let me pull um, Bryce Harper rookie. I will say that uh, you know it's shining a little bit of a spotlight on. Like I said, we I sold a, a Harper rookie on Saturday, um, <clears throat> and had I had a couple people ask here and there about Harper stuff, but I think he needs to uh, he needs to win the World Series and win MVP, and and then before you would see a noticeable spike, maybe. But there's just I, some I guys would, that the, agree. Yeah, yeah there's I just some agree. guys the hobby just doesn't fawn over, and he seems to be one of them for some reason. Um, 
Yeah, so I remember he had he had some he had some spotlight on him when he won the Derby a few years back and really put mm-hmm. on a show. But there's the one I sold that tops one. This one here, uh, above it, I think is that a tops one? The variation, yep. I love that I card. It looked more like oh. that card. It wasn't the one below it. I sold a lot of lots of that one below it, but I mean, certainly, um, you know. We'd have to just take a look at some some past data on this. I could pull up card ladder, but you know, anytime somebody's somebody's going on a run like this, his cards are going to pop, right? It's it's just a matter of if 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 it's got staying power. Like if you are a Harper guy and you're not trying to take advantage of, um what he's doing now. And if, you know, if they d- end up moving on to the world series, if, if this is a, a play to where you buy now, you hope he goes to the world series and then, um, and then you capitalize on that. Or if you really think that he's, you know, Derek, let, let us know, is this something you're asking? Because you think that 20 years <laughs> from now, um, you know, Harper's going to be looked at uh, in the same the same way as uh, some of the other um, all-time greats. So, uh, <laughs> Derek says, "I'm going to need that tops now stare down card if they come out with it, <laughs> or, or Stadium Club will, will steal that one." But absolutely, so great, great question. A, yeah, he has a lot of those base rookie cards with the white borders, and there's just going to be a billion of those PSA tens, and you know you can get that those out of those complete sets so there's going to be a lot of those out there i don't think you'll ever see those do what trout's update rookie does yeah you know i sold a raw trout update rookie at the nashville show for 300 bucks um so a, a, a base harper tops rookie will never touch that price and i think it's just right. because like i said the hobby and uh just too many of them yeah, great point. The, All right, last Bobby one. loves that tops update trout. That's just you. There's no reason that base card raw should be three hundred dollars, right? But I got right. it easily for it, and Hobby just loves that card. All right, last question: Can you walk us through the process of redeeming? I think the, this says needs to say redemption cards, and how does it work? What's uh, what are the advantages or disadvantages of holding on to redemption versus selling it right away? Uh, Josh, because of the breaks that you do, you probably have seen more uh, or at least pulled more redemptions than uh, the average collector. Well, and I've um, seen billions of them pulled in the store too. Right. So what's your take on this? Like I've, I've never pulled a redemption. Like I've never gotten one in a break. I've never pulled one from a pack, so I'd have zero insight on what to do here. Here's uh, what you do. What do you do? You go to you go to the Panini app. You scratch off the little code on the back of the redemption card. You redeem it, and then you wait about two years. And then when you don't get the card, you call Panini <laughs> and you tell them, I've not received my redemption card after about an hour on hold. You'll get a hold of someone. No, that's that. That's unfortunately the downside of the redemption process with Panini most of the time. And maybe when Panini uh, goes away or fanatics takes 
over most of this. That's one area they can straighten out. Maybe they'll have a better relationship with players and they get the reason that there are redemption cards to begin with is because they haven't gotten that player to autograph for them yet. And so they put the redemption cards knowing that they've got a deal in place to yeah. get those autographs. And so a lot of the times it was like LaMelo ball, for instance, and Luka Doncic LaMelo's all of his rookie autos were redemptions because he had not signed yet. Panini would tell you, you call up and say, I'm still waiting on my LaMelo redemption. And they would say, we haven't got him to sign yet. We're trying to get him signed or, Hey, we finally got him. He's, he's signing. You should have those cards in the near future. So that's the reason why redemptions exist. Uh, it's a, you don't want to, here's the, here's the defense of Panini. You don't want to not put those guys in product because you haven't gotten them to sign yet. So you, you have to put something like a redemption in there. It's an IOU of, a, of an autographed card. So there's two takes, sell it ASAP or hold on to it. But here's the gamble you pay. If you can redeem the redemption card and get the actual card in and list that on eBay, that card is going to sell for higher than the redemption card would. That's just a fact. Right. Um, but you can get that redemption card right up on eBay and sell it right away for less money. And then the buyer has the risk of sitting on waiting on it, hoping it gets fulfilled, whatever. So I'm in the camp of sell that redemption as fast as possible. Unless it's nine months later, the redemption card hasn't expired and you know that his autographs are out there. Then sometimes those come really quickly. One funny story is we had a 2021 Donruss hobby box sitting on the shelf, sat there. Everyone was scared of it. It was the last hobby box. It sat there and it was 2021. It was probably like 400 bucks or something stupid. Sat there and sat there and sat there. Finally, a customer buys it. He came back in the next day to show us what he had pulled from it. This had a Justin Fields rookie downtown in the box that sat there forever. And you get one autograph per box. The autograph was a Trevor Lawrence rookie auto um, redemption card. <laughs> and the redemption card had expired by a matter of days. Oh. Like almost like this was like, let's say it expired July of 22. This was like, August 1st of 2022. And so he called Panini. The first person he talked to said, no, nah, I'm sorry. It's, it's, that's, you should be more mindful of the cards you buy was kind of what he was told. Oh, wow. And I said, yeah, you need to call back and talk to someone else. So he called back and talked uh, to someone else and they said, look, we can probably take care of you on that card. And, but crazy box for one crazy story, the downside yeah. of redemptions, they do expire. And um, I know another guy that buys redemption cards, redeems them, and then takes the cards to the national, waits in line at Panini's booth and says, these cards I'm waiting on, can you just cancel them out now and give me something? And Panini will often at the national, they'll be gracious with their offerings. And so he'll often walk away with much better items than he would have gotten for that, you know, old Vernon Davis redemption card or something. You know what I mean? So they'll say, here, right. we'll give you one of these instead. And it's often better than that. So that's the ups and downs of redemption cards. I will say tops is better. I will say leaf is better. We've had people pull a card on Monday, 
redeem it online that night and have it by Friday night. I mean, that crazy fast. Um, that's very Interesting. rare, but I've heard of that happening. Um, and Leaf is pretty good about it as well. So, but they're at the mercy of these players being able yeah. to here. One more story. Customer pulls LaMelo ball, rookie redemption, mojo number to 25 out of the shop, puts it online just for kicks before he redeems it. Gets a $9,000 offer for the card decides to redeem the card instead and get the actual physical card. It took like nine months to get that card. Oh, no. Finally got it. And of course, the stock, his stock had gone way down. Sent it to PSA, came back a 10, and now he's got the, the card and he's he's asking three grand for it now, the physical card. But this was when LaMelo was really hot. This is when yeah. the hobby was during COVID and the hobby, the boxes were $1,800 a hobby box. So another downside, had he take that redemption card, thrown it up on there. We talked about it in the pregame. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, you know, take yep. what you can get when you can get it. That's my long redemption answer. Sorry if I'm long-winded. <laughs> no, thanks. And thank you guys uh, for dropping some questions and uh, in the um, in the comments. Let us know if there's anything that uh, we can um, help you guys with. Uh, but speaking of what we talked about in the pregame, um, we get a couple hits from the shop, don't we? Oh, so we were going to talk about, yeah, so we were going to talk about, um, if you have it, uh, Jacob had it teed up, but the Banchero gold kaboom that a customer had pulled from the shop a while back um, got sent to PSA through us. We submitted it for him. Um, I like this. PSA always reaches out to you to say, hey, uh, the card graded a 10, and we just want to make sure you're okay with the grading fee because the grading fee is like $1,000 on this card. But oh my gosh, we were okay with it. The customer was okay with it. So there's the Banchero 10 that came back. I think we may have showed this off a little bit, but uh, it's it's in the customer's hands now. He's got it on uh, on eBay, I think. And hopefully he, he doesn't care if I tell him. He's gotten a $15,000 offer on the card so far, and he's waiting for more. Here is one that sold at PWCC's auction, the exact same card, just different serial number. Sold for sixteen thousand eight hundred. So you gotta you gotta kind of think that's that's kind of the floor on it. Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen is the floor at least on that card. He's like I said, hoping to get maybe closer to twenty on it, but we'll see. There's only ten of it. We thought that would be a cool cool little story to show off. So I know we've showed that card off, but there was a recent actual sale of that exact same card. Yeah crazy 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 and then this isn't a hit from the shop i didn't show off my one well i bought several brady cards from the nashville show these are all just smaller uh numbered cards that are worth twenty dollars or less but anytime i can grab serial numbered brady cards i got those the only card i i walked around and eyeballed and negotiated with it wasn't even expensive was this card and i love what it looks like if you always want to see it this is that 2008 Bowman Chrome, little black refractor, Tom Brady card. So not super expensive. It'll probably go to that's beautiful grading at some point there. But yeah, who are you gonna grade that with? Is it is this a you rare know, edition thing or is this gonna no, be? A this SGC? is probably a, 
this is probably if it was it's black bordered and if it were in worse condition uh it would go to sgc just to be slabbed but this one is in really good condition for being that old and being black bordered so it's probably going to go to psa but excellent do you have a card to show off i do not I do not, as as I spent an entire day at a card show and did not pick up, <laughs> didn't pick up anything. Just sat there. You're and not enjoyed, even, You enjoyed should show it. us the Lord of the Rings card so we can laugh at you. I showed that next, last week and <laughs> I got laughed at for it. So, um, all right, guys, uh, we are about to wrap things up. As Josh mentioned, uh, we are um, narrowing down a date for the next card night i think it's shifted from the 17th to possibly the 18th so um once we get that hammered down uh look for announcements on social media certainly if you're part of our email um list you'll get uh notified there uh and if you've made it this far thank you please like subscribe comment leave a review let us know how we're doing uh thanks to everybody in the comments josh before we wrap things up do you did you do your homework? I know I didn't, but you usually do. I did. Um, what's your crazy stat of the week, Josh? And then we, we can get these guys out of here. Uh, it's baseball related. Check this out. This is kind of a cool stat. So in 1999, Mark McGuire's stat line was 65 home runs and 147 RBIs. He finished fifth in the National League MVP voting. <laughs> This right. is uh, it, it almost gets crazier. This is the side note to it. Sammy Sosa's 63 home runs and 141 RBIs had him finish ninth in MVP MVP voting. I actually don't know who won the 1999 National League MVP. I'm going to ask Siri right now. Let's see. Hey Siri, who won the 1999 National League MVP award? Um, yeah, so this says Kurt Warner, but, uh, <laughs> he, I mean, I sh- I'm sure he had a good year, but he did not have that good of a year. I was like, man, Kurt Warner played, played football. MVP, Who won the 1999 baseball national league MVP award? Pudge Rodriguez. Pudge? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pedro Alomar. But Manny. that's AL. Chipper yeah. won National League, right? Is this 1999? Yeah. Chipper that won. Pudge won AL. Yep. Chipper won NL. He had two nicknames. So Chipper had batted 319, 45 home runs, 110 RBIs. They probably looked at him and said, Look, this dude's not on steroids. Let's give him the. Neither <laughs> was the anybody award. named Pudge, right? Yeah. That is crazy. Wow. Sosa was ninth and McGuire was fifth. Wow. There you go. That, that folks is a crazy stat. That is, um, Josh, good spending the, the hour with you here. Um, Jacob, we hope you're feeling better. Explosive <laughs> diarrhea. And guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Peace. I don't know how to do this.